When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is Charlie Parsons for Boxing Social in association with Forged Irish Stout and Empire Fight Store. Not often I have this man on Zoom in front of me, usually somewhere in Sirencester with a flat white and a nice bit of steak as well. But instead today... You're in London. I am home in the Cotswolds. How are you, Mark? Very well. I mean, I'm not jetting around on private jets all over Europe, but I'm all right. I'm in London at the minute. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sort of um, repping the Sirencester Massive from the London pad at the minute. Hey, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. What's the the Christmas sort of period like for you? Obviously, this is going to be released around that time. So what's sort of the Nielsen household like this time of year? Busy, all, all the kids at home, you know, because normally they're sort of spread around at universities and all over the country. So it's just nice family time. And with boxing, you know, after this big show in Saudi on the 23rd, it'll all just go quiet for a week. It's the only time my phone stops. Boxers just, you know, they're, they're, they all focus on family. Not a lot. They're all ticking over, aren't they? So my WhatsApp's not going off at 11 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, whatever. It's just nice. So you can actually just, you know, you're, you're probably having a, making a few plans and whatever, but not a lot goes on. It's quite a time of the year for us boxing people. So looking forward to all the family at home. You know, you've got to get the balance right because it's a it's a mental sport that we're in. So, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, looking for a, a bit of a rest. Um, going to relax a little bit, enjoy the time, time off, and then, you know, go for a massive next, massive 2024. I was going to say, enjoy the time off it is. We caught up at the start of, God, 2023. I mean, obviously, we've been sort of catching up and reviewing everything, but 2022 was a, a real special year for you in terms of like that London breakout and uh, putting on shows at York Hall, linked up with WBM and expanding territories. I think that was probably like, wouldn't know how to word it, but that was sort of the start. And I feel like this year, maybe you cemented that position, um, yeah. more locations and, and, and just in a real good place. York calls always selling out. You're, you're doing these more venues. You're enjoying the process. Yeah. Um, we've, I think we've got the model right. We're established now. I know we've said it a couple of times at the beginning of last year, we'd never done a show in London. We yeah. got to tie up with the, uh, the Warrens, um, you know, working with their stable when we start putting shows on. You know, there's some struggles to start with. You know, we didn't have a, a big stable to work with. and But we were finding our feet. But we know how to make it work. We get fast forward to this year and we're selling out. And we've got queues of boxers, you know, wanting to be on our shows and we're working with other promoters, other managers, you know, lots of signing new London boxers now. 
So it's, uh, yeah, when you say breakout year, that's probably a really good description of 2023 for us. So it's just great to be in London. You know, the iconic York Hall. I mean, when I first did the show there last year, you have a look who's fought there and then who's promoted there. And I'm on the list with these other promoters and the who's who of promoters. And you think, yeah, you know, it's one thing doing it in your provincial sort of towns. You know, you're in Mecca at Swindon, which is a great venue. But none of the big time promoters have done Mecca and Swindon. So, <laughs> but you come to York Hall and they're all there going back, back in the day as well. Some big old names. And, you know, it's been around for decades, obviously. So, you know, it's a pinch yourself moment, really, when you sat there at ringside thinking, yeah, I'm putting, I'm promoting the show at your call but you know it's a, it's a step on the way for where we want to go so yeah but, but breakout year for sure well, i've just got your box rack pulled up here and if i read through you started the year off with your call then you went back to swindon then york call again royal lancaster hotel uh then H- hertfordshire then mecca again then cardiff obviously you broke into the, the welsh territory for the first time york hall and then obviously wrapped up with that incredible swindon show um is there a sort of i mean that's that's such a great list and obviously that proves what you said i mean starting the year with two of your three shows being at york hall given 2022 you'd never had that york hall that cements exactly what you said what sticks out out of all of those i know that the swindon show was probably the best way you possibly could have had to wrap up the year with four four title fights on there um what out of those sort of stick to mind well you know the, the swindon one does for me because it's um you know because we're managing as well now I mean, I've I signed 10 new boxers this year. So you get to something like the Swindon show and every one of those boxers was either managed by me or promoted by me. So we're now standalone rather than a, a, just a promoter working with everyone else's boxers. We've got all our own boxers now. But but so not just sit there looking at the whole lineup thinking they're all my boxers, to sit there looking at those boxers thinking I've got my boxers big credible titles because we only started managing a few years ago as well so we all started you know we were signing new boxers who had just turned over so they're just at the cusp now of the five and oh six seven eight nine and oh and they all start to go for titles so to be able to sit there at ringside with a wbc africa an ibo a commonwealth you know your boxers i i don't know you know somebody said to me you looked a bit emotional in the ring because you're putting your arms on the boxes doing a bit of a lee eating you know jumping up and down and um and it's, it's felt like that because they're my guys. So it's not just, I'm not there just as a promoter looking at the, the show and, you know, is it working well, good, yeah, and this is a good fight or whatever. It's my guy in a fight for a big title and he's winning it and putting the strap on, you know. So it's just, you know, to finish a year on that sort of um, basis was just, you know, so that's a highlight, the way we finished the year out. You know, we had, you know, we finished the year on sold out shows as well. You know, like your calls, well, in Swindon, queues around the corner. We've got some photos and footage where, you know, we open the door. People are now queuing up half an hour before the doors open just to get in because they want to get in, get a good seat and stuff. And it's testament to the, the calibre of the shows that we're putting on. But it's just great. You know, and I've said it before, I'm a fight fan first and foremost. So sit there watching these fights at the, you know, the best seat in the house, right at ringside. You know, you have that benefit. Any, any of us who work in boxing have the best seat in the house because we're just there sat next to the ring. And it's just, uh, you know, a great sport, a mad sport. You know, it can be mental at times, but just love it. Glad to be in it. And it's a great finish to the year. 2022 sort of still had its controversies and, and sort of uh, difficulties off the back of COVID type mm. stuff. Things weren't still completely back together. It feels like this year, the first year where we've had a proper return to normality. You yourself obviously still 
fairly new in in the promotional game and certainly in in sort of expanding with the territories but mm. in terms of a smooth year you you think that this is sort of been as ideal as it possibly can for you yeah you're right and when you say new absolutely if you think my dad fought on a frank warren show in 1982 on one of his earlier shows you know it's funny that is that the warrens that Rob Warren, who's like Alfie Warren's dad, I, he was in the corner for Joe Bergner when my dad fought him at Bloomsbury Cresto down the Frank Warren show. I met him in 1982 as a as a teenager. You know, so we are the new kids on the block. I think I'm a young teenager then, well, Frank Warren, and he's still doing it. So we are new kids on the block. But um, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of pinched itself. I can't remember what the question was now. I'm sort of, I've done rabbit, you know, digressing no, off. Yeah, but, uh, just in terms of like this year, probably being the first year without difficulties and hurdles yeah. to overcome that sort of, as of the yeah. last couple of years. Yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, so for sure, because we've got the contacts, the models, we know how to do it, we've run it slick. You know, there's there's been problems, there's been issues. I think every promoter, big or small, well, you know, you, you've seen it where, Boxers haven't made way. Uh, they get sick on the day of the fight. You know, these things can happen, you know, um, but we have far less of them. We know now. We just take it in our stride. People say to me, mate, you don't, don't look really stressed. I think um, Paddy Fitzpatrick calls me swan. Must calm on the surface by the legs, are, you know, paddling underneath like mad, which is what it's like. Because everything that gets thrown at you, we 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 can deal with we've dealt with it before you know a guy comes in heavier than a, an agreed weight and then we have to sort sort that out with the opponent to make sure that they're happy with it and what we're going to do about it is it still going to go ahead is it not going to go ahead all that sort of thing but yeah we're you know we're sort of get experience at this now so we know what we're doing and we can deal with the problems but um that makes for a better show you know and better experience for the boxers because there's always a way of you know we always say there's always a way and we always get it sorted show gets done you know, we're, we're lucky that most of the guys who are supposed to have won have won their fights this year. There's been a few banana skins and things, but, you know, that's boxing. Mark, if I said to you, like, uh, I've sort of got a couple, like, I was going to say, like, a feel-good idea, fighter of the year, stories that have impressed you over the year. I mean, I suppose, firstly, fighter of the year or, or sort of, I, I always think Shabir, just because of just how, how much he's come on and he's now pushing... Uh, obviously, the IBO fight in his last fight, but how many of those in the fights that you promoted are sticking out to you? There's a few of them. I mean, Shav's the one because he's got such a great backstory, hasn't he? You know, he's sort of come over as an immigrant for the, you know, while it was all really bad in Afghanistan with the Taliban, he couldn't speak a word of English. You know, now he's fighting for IBO titles. He graduated from university. Um, a couple of weeks ago with his, you know, and there's pictures there with his adopted mum. And you just think, what a great story. And he's such a lovely guy. You just wish him all the best. He's now won himself an IBO. He's going to be fighting in a, you know, an eliminator for the English probably soon. Next year is going to be some big titles for him. But, you know, we've got some great ones as well. Like young Lewis Roberts, who we managed, we've had him from, from the start. And he's trained with Paddy Fitzpatrick since he was a six-year-old. You know, we've just got him a, a Commonwealth silver, an English eliminator. We're trying to get him. I've heard Sean McGoldrick's retired, so I think there's an opportunity for the um, for the British. So we're going to try and get him for the British. And, you know, we've we've had him, you know, since his debut. You've got sort of highlights like that. But we've also, you know, built, working with the Warrens, we've built Jack McGann up, you know, had some great fights for him, you know, got him an IBO European 
that got him into a good position. Then he was on the undercard of uh, Fury and Garnu, and now he's fighting for a British. Got to, you know um, Casey Kadimi. We built him up really nicely. We've now got an IBO World Title, our first World Title, but in January, but, you know, there's there's you know there's, there's lots of them. You know, we're managing over twenty boxes plus working with you know tens more with all the other managers that we're working with in this Warren relationship at York Hall is working really well. Mark, let me uh, sort of moving forward into twenty twenty four. I suppose that's a good place to pick up. You mentioned that Casey Kadimi fight. Um, IBO, you are putting on that world title fight for the first time. York Hall, I believe the date is the 27th of January. Um, Correct. I've I, I sort of spoke to you and I've, I've we've had conversations about sort of hoping to get it over the line. Now it is over the line. How mm. proud a moment is that for you? Well, it's, it's a, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm over the moon. It's another step forward for us, you know, for, to sit there and have ringside and have WBC Africa, IBO this and Commonwealth, but now to have a world title on your poster, great, you know, because that's what we all want to do, isn't it? And, you know, people would argue about the IBO not being a WBC, WBA, IBF, but it's up there and I see enough champions with that belt over their shoulder. You know, some of the biggest, the biggest ones have got still got that belt over their shoulder at the end of the fight, haven't they? It's a, you know, and hopefully Casey Kadimi, but his guy, you know, it's a tough old fight for him. You know, this guy he's fighting, um, uh, it's a South African is, is really good. He's sort of number one ranked over there and he's probably got his record in front of you, but you know, he's dangerous, very dangerous. So, but yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're delighted. World title fight on our poster, on our show. So, yeah, I mean, I mean the undercard's going to be great. You know, we've got some good fighters already on there and only Rutherford, he sort of packs out the, the place amongst others. But, you know, that's the first start of the year. And that's, that is we're sort of setting out as we want to go on. But um, we've already got our sort of our staple. We've got our York Hall dates booked in. We've got our Swindon dates booked in. We've got Cardiff dates booked in. We're still looking at other locations. We might be back to Liverpool. We might go back to the northeast. There's still Nigeria. Okay. That um, that Good. we you know we need to you know oh, we, me and you are probably the Simon oh, Sester oh, boys God. are going to have to go with some with some some heavy <laughs> security, won't we? You know, it's two, two little boys from Simon Sester in Lagos. Boys yeah. in Lagos with the old uh, machine guns out. There's a picture for your Insta, mate. You I know, know you'll go yeah, through TikTok. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's a great start, obviously, 27th of Jan with a world title fight. And then the year's just going to carry on. I mean, with that one, it's going to be on Afghan TV, which is why it's in January, just to get the schedules and everything right. There's going to be an announcement soon about some streaming agreement that's um, ourselves uh, working on, predominantly, obviously, through the for the Warren Boxing Management, through them guys who've been instrumental in you know, Casey's career and then credit to them. They've done a brilliant job, you know, working with us. I think works really well, hasn't it? Because we've got the platform, they've got the boxers working together. It's helped building them up to, to big things. And now, you know, it's going to culminate in a world title for Casey, hopefully. Is that a statement of intent going into the new year? No, I doubt. Because, you know, we, we compete with other um promoters of course we do you know but i can't compete with a match room and uh, the queens where i haven't got their budgets so i can't sign those kind of fires or put on those kind of events but we there's there's everyone else and i would say we're up there 
you, you've got the Queensbury, the Warrens, the Wassermans, and um, you know, we, and then you've got everyone else below them. And I would say we're just the ones right below them because I don't think there's any, you know, nobody else is putting on world title fights. You know, we, we're talking of, you know, we've got our IBOs, our IBS, our Europeans, our Commonwealths, our Commonwealth Silvers, and even British is great. But world title, you know, that's it. So, uh, you know, our competitors, are, you know, might be trying to outspend us on production to put on a better show and stuff and trying to throw a few more quid around to nick some big fights, some 50-50s on their shows. You ain't got a world title, though, have you? Do you have a sort of two, three-year plan? Like, do you have a vision of how you sort of want to keep stepping up the levels? Because obviously it is small hall, but at some point you sort of start to bridge the gap, right? And you, you do find yeah. yourself in that sort of middle ground where you're working with the Wassermans and you're working with people like that. I mean, already, like what you've done with Jack McGann and now the opportunities that he's getting out in Saudi Arabia. How do you go about bridging that gap in the next couple of years? You know, that that's always the, the million-dollar question for us promoters who don't have the TV deals. There's sort of a big divide because you, there's, the, there's the, the, the handful at the top. It's like the Premiership and Sunday League. There's a different – the budgets are massively different. But there's, you know, we're working on lots of lots of different areas at the moment. We've got some streaming opportunities, which gives us some big production, gives us a lot of eyeballs on it. You know, so there's there's lots of things we've we've got, even though we can't announce them. And some of these can take, you know, like Eddie Eddie Hume would tell you himself, you know, he, he doesn't announce things too small because he can put a kibosh on it. And just, you know, we we got three or four different things that are being worked on, and if they go, they're going to be massive. And for, for them looking at us on the outside, looking in, we're as good as anyone there is out there, is, aren't they? The, the, the calibre of the shows we put on, the lineups that we put on, and we're just nipping at the heels on them. You know, we just get a couple of these little deals and we've obviously been, you know, talking about the Middle East, we've talked about streaming. There's a couple of things that we're just dotting I's and crossing T's. That's going to happen next year. And when that happens, that puts us way and above all our local competitors, you know, the other small hall competitors. If I said to you, 2024, do you have a rough idea of how many shows would you like to go one a month or? Well, I've got probably about a dozen scheduled at the moment. Okay. It may end up a few more than that. I don't want to just do volume. It's got to be quality. Say, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but we'll we'll go. You never know what opportunity is going to arise with one of our boxes in a, in a certain area that, you know, we're, you know that we've got. Um, something else, you know, we might go, you know, but you imagine doing a British title fight with Jack McGann or something like that, and, you know, we win the purse bid with the Warrens or something, and we could do one another one in Liverpool or something. So we were on about a dozen at the moment, and we've already built the first sort of three, we've already we've already um, built the first three of those cards. So um, could be more, probably won't be less, but, you know, it's quality rather than just quantity. All right, Mark, I suppose on the world of boxing as a whole, I don't want to ask you anything too sort of December 23rd related because we're going to put this out over the Christmas period. So all of that will be done by then. But um, I suppose just on, firstly, I don't know what the situation will be with Connor at the time, but it looks like the Chris Eubank Jr. fight is not going to happen. Um, a lot of people just got quite bored with it all in the end. Are you sort of on the same wavelength with that? Well, I think it's, uh, you know, sometimes some of these these fights, you want to let them marinate for a bit and it builds up and builds up and builds up. But it feels like that one's gone off, you know, the milk's boiled over now and it's gone too far and the milk's burnt. You know, I just don't know if it's a little bit damaged now. Yeah, it's a good fight. Yeah, we want to see it. 
but I don't know the 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 behind the scenes pantomime stuff is starting to take the edge off it. I'm just getting I'm I'm personally getting a little bit bored, even though I think it's a great fight. You know, I think it's um and the longer it goes on, the the more bored I'm getting. So maybe it's time to just move on. I did I I hear it's Chris Eubank just demanding a really big number and which is unreasonable and which is you know mental considering the amount of money this fight's going to generate for both of them can't see any of them can not do it for the money but you know what do i know but um yeah i think but Conor ben i still do have an issue i do think and i've said it before that i think he should get himself sorted in front of the boxing board first to put everything to put these demons to rest because he can fight anywhere else you know, you could get yourself a license from the Switzerland Boxing Board or something like that. Don't make it right, does it? So, you know, um, I'd like to see him get it sorted out with a boxing board once and for all. But I think he's just going to carry. I mean, luckily with Eddie in the zone, it's worldwide, and it's he'll he'll sell. He's in demand, isn't he? So whoever he fights, but I saw Devin Haney. Yeah. Now I like I like Connor. You know, by he's you know, that's levels, isn't it? So you know, we'll we'll, we'll see. You know, I, I do like him. I'd like to get his licensing, this 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 UCAD thing sorted out. But as a you know, as a fighter, as a man, as a, as a boxing family, I, I do like him. But Devin Haney, what do you think about that? Huge fight, huge fight. He's mm. Haney's Haney's a like just different level, though. I mean, like, um. I just find it mad how he moved up a weight and rehydrated to 165 pounds in 30 hours. He went up 25 pounds. You know, people called him a weight bully at lightweight. And then to go and do the same at super lightweight is mental. Lomachenko, yeah. there's a clip from their fight. And he said, lightweight? No, heavyweight. So, uh, hey, that proves that. Yeah, yeah. With 25 pounds, that's kind of be healthy. But, uh, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, let's just... I'd like to see the fight. If it doesn't happen, it's one of those things that, you know, it's, if one of them goes and picks up a, another unexpected loss or something like that, then it just takes the edge off it and they've lost it, haven't they? I think now's the time. If they don't do it now, it's, it's certainly going to sort of start losing its value. But, um, you know, I, it's a big fight. I wasn't sure if it was going to sell out stadiums, though. But, um, you know, but then you've got the casual, it's the sort of fight that gets the casual fans out. I mean, I think before the, the issues with the test and everything last year, they were on breakfast TV and, you know, it's one of those that can get the casual fans out, which is maybe why they're thinking a stadium will sell. But so, yeah, I'd like to see it, but if they don't hurry up, but it looks like it's like you say, he's dead in the water. And if, you know, he starts going to fight in a Haney and gets beat and just takes the edge off it anyway, doesn't it? Finally, from me, Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk, something that we've gone sort of back and forth on the two fighters for ages, but it's the first time that we've seen this one actually announced first time we've caught up yeah. and date set in stone um i think you've always edged do sick right weirdly you know i've looked at some of these uh interviews back and i did one and i said call me mad i think Usyk would win it a couple of years ago and i looked at all the comments and I'm like, who is this guy what does he know what's he what an idiot right and then <laughs> i mentioned it again the another couple of interviews ago and weirdly, the people, yeah, absolutely, Usyk's too good for him. Ah, right. People are starting. I think the mood's changing a little bit. I still think Usyk's too good, too good a boxer. I think he'll get, he'll have his number. What you found with Fury against Ngano is it's not a, it's not a dead cert that Tyson Fury is so an intelligent boxer that he'll be able to work out whoever's in front of him on any, at any one time. And I think you know, um, Usyk 
he's very clever. He's a great, you know, the, 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 the experience he's got, the boxing IQ that he's got. I think he'll edge it. I could be completely wrong, but I can't, you know, if I see AJ clipped him a couple of times and he's got a chin on him as well. So, you know, Fury's not going to stop him because he took some of those and survived against AJ, who's one of the biggest punchers. You know, so Fury won't stop him. I have a feeling that Usyk could be able to get inside that big, ridiculous reach and do some work and get out of the, you know, being tied up by him. But, you know, it's a great fight to have once and for all. It needs to be done. Is that going to be for all belts? Do we know? Is that all belts? It's undisputed. Undisputed, yeah. Great. About time. About time. You know, that's what we want to see. I mean, that fight will happen and it'll all get broken up again because of mandatories and whatever. But to see it get done... It's, it's long overdue, in my opinion, the, the you know, the undisputed. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to AJ Wilder, you know, so there's some good stuff next year. So I'll see a few of these big ones, hopefully. Absolutely. We'll be doing our uh, little Saudi Arabia Chronicles again. If I had to push yeah. you uh, for an exact prediction, uh, Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk, what's your, uh, do you have Usyk a round? Okay, Usyk on points. All right. Well, Mark, thank you for speaking to us. It's been a, a tremendous year for everyone involved in Nielsen Boxing in 2023, um, and we look forward to everything that 2024 has got. Just a final message, I suppose, to the people watching. Um, obviously, we're hoping everyone's enjoying the time with their family over the festive period. Well, yeah, absolutely. Listen, thanks, everyone, for turning out. You know, we've done shows massive shows this year sold out shows you know the fight town brand is just sort of going brilliantly i've got a brilliant team with kyle jared couldn't do without them and it's just been a brilliant year we've just uh exceeded what we'd hoped to have achieved and i think we're going to start in the, with, with the world title next year it's going to be more the same i'm hopefully we're going to sit there and have a little year review next year and we'd have surpassed what we'd hoped again. And I'm sure we will, because we're just getting better and better and a bit more and pushing a little bit more at a time. So, yeah, I'm excited about the next 12 months. But, you know, you see Fight Town people, come along, you know, you can have a great show. Well, Mark Nielsen, a great 31 minutes banked. Thank you for speaking to us. Sports Social Podcast Network.